We check in live with R.W. Estella, who I think is on the phone. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. One of my favorite novellas, Voltaire's Candide, closes with its three major characters, the tutored Dr. Pangloss, our hero Candide, and his eventual bride, Cornegonde, settling down on a little farm prior to which they had, at times individually and at times together, experienced every conceivable sort of calamity with an earthquake thrown in for good measure. Now beginning their new agrarian future, Pangloss echoes the philosophy of Leibniz, insisting that all the previous vicissitudes that happened to them were for the best. Skeptically, Candide replies, but we must cultivate the garden. Those are words dear to my heart this time of year. Perhaps I side with Candide's practical realism over Pangloss's theoretical optimism. Although our hero's affirmation is double-edged, and may be interpreted either that work is far more profitable than vain speculation, or that work is the antidote to man's unhappy lot. Both notions have, of course, been at the center of much of the human condition's push and pull trying to differentiate between evolution and progress. On my way out to Herman Road yesterday morning, I reviewed in my mind the number of gardens I've had since leaving my parents' home back in the late 1960s. My memory worked its way through the 70s and 80s and 90s, opening those mnemonic doors into those rooms of recollection that held the images of gardens in Colorado, Maine, and California, some dozen in all, each of which had been initially carved out of a plot of land that so far as I knew hadn't been worked before I got to it. Some had been more arduous than others to get started, such as the couple of gardens I'd had down on the backside of Mount Desert Island. Each one of those, within a few hundred feet of the ocean, had naturally been extremely ledgy, with enough rocky pieces of various size coming out of a 20 by 30 plot to make a perimeter wall half a foot high. And the remaining soil was so dark, I had corn that grew seven feet tall in those gardens. Every May that I'm working a garden, just like my German ancestors have done with their farm fields in the old country for generations, I throw on and till in a load of cow manure. That means every May that I've got a garden, I've got to haul the manure. Luckily, my latest supplier has been there for me since 2002. That's when he had become my new supplier because my previous supplier, who had been a fifth-generation Maine dairy farmer, who I had received manure from for nine years, had finally been unable to continue in the dairy farm business. Yesterday, when I was out to the farm in Herman bright and early and the truck had been loaded, the farmer shut down his tractor, and he and I had our yearly chat about the world and the universe in general particularly with respect to the connections that world and universe had to our own experiences in it the past year. Foremost among our topics was the price of fuels, both gasoline and diesel, and the prices of other basics crucial to staying in business. I asked the farmer whether he was going to be at the Mystic Thai Grange in Kanduskeg this coming Wednesday for a meeting among local farmers and any other interested persons to discuss the pressing issues at hand and to bring forth solutions and strategies. He said yes, that he planned on being there, and I told him I'd see him in a couple days. I'm looking forward to the meeting as a kind of segue, as I'll be headed to Germany the day after to help one of my cousins and her husband celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. Marlena grew up and still lives in a small village, or Dorf in German, situated in the farming heart of a region known as Westerwald, where most of my mother's people are from. Just a young girl of 20 when she became married to Benno, Marlena doesn't look anything at all now like 70, but a lot of my relatives there have been long-lived and sturdy and remained remarkably youthful. Whether the farming life has had anything to do with it deserves some study. 
Next week we'll have some views on farming and other matters from the other side of the pond. Until then, from Orono, Maine, have a great day and a great week. As if my heart doesn't swell enough.